0: Welcome to the first episode of the Nittany and Badger, a Big Ten football podcast. In today's episode, we'll recap the week one Big Ten games, including the top five tilt from Columbus Saturday night. We'll also talk some power rankings and discuss the big news from this past Friday about the future of the college football playoff. A lot to talk about, so let's get to it. All right, welcome into the Nittany and Badger. I'm your host, Shane Lunnan, joined by my co-host this evening, Corey Heineman. How you doing tonight, Corey?
1: I'm good, How are you Shane?
0: Yeah, you know, it was a good weekend of football, so that was uh it, good first week.
1: It's back, so
0: yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, so I think we'll just start off talking about our teams first. We'll start with Penn State from the Thursday night game. Uh the Nittany Lions took down the Purdue Boilermakers 35-31. Uh my quick thoughts on the game. Uh kind of more of the same from last year with Penn state The inconsistencies on offense showed up, um, but they had their moments at the same time. Like Sean Clifford can be, you know, great. He led that final drive. Uh, I think he was six for seven, 72 yards and a touchdown on that final drive. He looked great. Uh, But then the offense will disappear for moments at a time. And it's, it's like, you know, are you guys going to like, do something during the game, you know, you, yeah. too many 3 and outs. Um there was only one turnover, but that one turnover was atrocious. Um the interception is not something that that Clifford threw is something that a 6-year quarterback should not have ever thrown. Like uh Mitchell Tinsley was wide open and he just sailed the ball where Tinsley couldn't even, you know, reach up and tip it. It was that far over his head and um uh, Chris Jefferson of Purdue took it back to the house, seventy-two yards, uh, and uh, he uh, paid for it because he actually puked after <laughs> after he ran back into the end zone. Um, and they took the lead, and then, uh, but I mean, a win's a win, so yeah. I, I
1: mean, don't know if the issue is Clifford or if it's the offensive coordinator. It just seems that they just kind of lose focus for big chunks of the game. Yeah. yeah. If every if every down or if every series was treated like, you know, the last series where Clifford has to be on point, I think they can be pretty good, but they just seem, you know, to not be they don't seem to have uh, like the urgency in the middle of the game that they really need.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. If they played like it was a two minute drill every single time maybe Mm -hmm. they would, you know, have that urgency, as you say. Yeah,
1: because he shows flashes, and they're usually in, you know, crunch time moments. Yeah. But in the middle of the game, you know, the second series in the first quarter or, like, you know, the third series in the second half, they just kind of, you know, take their foot off the gas a little bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean – they did all their scoring in the second and fourth quarters. So they scored 21 points in the second Mm -hmm. quarter. And I mean, I do give Franklin a lot of credit here. It seemed like old Franklin would have, they got the, they got a turnover with 30 seconds left in the first half and old Franklin, I think would have sat on the ball, but Mm -hmm. he decided, because they were deep in their own territory, but he decided to go for it and they happened, you know, they threw uh, a long pass to, um, uh, Bringing it up, <laughs> I yeah forgot the um who scored that touchdown
1: there. Yeah, but so that's just another example. where no, Brandon's money, money yeah. Clifford's money in crunch time. But you know, you gotta you guys keep that focus even in the you know the dredges of the late third quarter things like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. I mean, look at the other side of the coin too. Is look at Purdue. They had a chance to put away that game and they blew it. They had the lead. Uh they couldn't run. They gave they had the last uh they had the possession uh last two or their last two possessions they ran the ball one time on uh 14 plays. I mean, you can't, what do and when yeah. they were throwing the ball, they were throwing it to Joey Porter Jr., Penn State's best cornerback. So like what are you what are you doing? You're just asking yeah. for trouble
1: there. They didn't have I mean, they don't have the players, obviously. Like As far as just straight up on paper skills sets, Penn State has the players, Purdue doesn't. But, yeah, I mean, you have to run the clock out of the best you can.
0: Oh, yeah, uh, that's, I mean, they didn't even try. I mean, when they ran the ball, it was a short run. And then they also were on those last two drives. I think they had a couple penalties, too, that set them back. I mean, it's just – Killer right there. It's almost like mm. they gave the game away on the, on the, they, they had it. They just couldn't salt it away. And the, and Purdue is, you know, is known for their, you know, their, um, their passing game. And, you know, O'Connell's a pretty, pretty darn good quarterback. He'll probably be playing on Sundays, um, next year. Uh, but, you know, you gotta, when you gotta run, when it's crunch time, you gotta run the ball. So,
1: yeah.
0: Um, but a win's a win. I gotta take a win in the first week. It's a Big Ten win, so they're off to a start, you know, good start in the first um first game of the season. So
1: Yeah. I mean it schedule wise, it's a tough first game to go straight into a conference game. Purdue's not bad. So you know it's just a tough first game all around.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. So and and it's a road win. So I mean there was some positive there. Um mm-hmm. there's uh there's a lot to build on though. I don't know Still, what to think about the offensive line um they uh they were good at keeping Clifford uh clean for the most part he they uh, Purdue only did sack him once um and he did throw that that terrible interception, but it wasn't that was all on him. that wasn't the offensive line uh, getting in his face or anything or, or uh, yeah. letting the pressure get in his face um but they had no running game. the run blocks don't hold. Uh, long enough for the the backs to find the hole, and it's just I don't know. I don't know what they can do there. They have some freshman guys that look like you know Nick Singleton, especially looks like he has some bursts. Catron Allen has some burst. Uh, the two freshmen, but the offensive lines just can't get it done on the run blocking, and, and that was an emphasis in the off season. And I know it's only one game, but it's like here we go again. It's going to yeah. be struggle in the run game all season.
1: Yeah. They didn't blow me away. They didn't really disappoint me. I still see, you know, eight wins probably. I think they're still on track for that. Oh yeah. I think I, I
0: predicted before the season nine, Uh, I'd still say nine because yeah, eight I, nine. I, I had Purdue as a win. So they're, they're still on track um, as far as that is concerned i just didn't think it was going to be as big of a struggle as it, it turned out to be and produce a good team i'm not going to take anything away from them uh that they, they're much better and they were playing at home and they gave them a game uh, seven lead changes as a neutral if if i wasn't watch, if i was watching it as a neutral fan it would have been a heck of a game to watch because seven lead changes back and forth it was a it was an interesting game but you know Being a Penn State fan, I was sitting on the edge of my seat the entire time and drinking too much. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's move on from Penn State. We'll talk about Wisconsin next, Uh, Corey's team. uh, Wisconsin uh, blew out Illinois State 38-0, getting that shutout in that first first game of the season. So, uh, Corey, what do you have? Yeah, the Redbirds. What are your (laughs) thoughts on – what are your thoughts on Wisconsin in the first game?
1: Um it basically went about how everyone expected. I mean, it was gonna be a blowout basically no matter what. There was when you look at the box score, Mertz had a pretty good game as far as it completions. I think he maybe only had two or three incomplete passes. So that was good to see. A lot of dinking and dunking though. A lot of conservative play calling, which I mean, they're just kind of playing not to lose, you know, just do everything safe. You have them beat, you're going to win the game. Just kind of take it slowly, is what happened. Braylon Allen looks pretty good. Uh, having a 96 yard touchdown run really pads the stats. So his <laughs> stats look really good. The actual performance was all right. I mean, when you had this Wisconsin offensive line going up against Illinois State, they probably should have had bigger holes for them. They should have done a little bit more on that front. But all in all, I mean, it's about what we expected, a nice warm-up game for the season.
0: Yeah, it's uh, probably better to warm up with them than it was with Penn State last season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> you know, Payne is going right into the uh, Big Ten schedule is tough, um, but getting a little tune-up game first. And I think uh, going over the f- first three weeks, they're really – Wisconsin probably not going to be challenged in the first three weeks um, until they get to Ohio State.
1: Yeah. Just kind of hopefully we can work out some kinks through this, go 3-0 and and at least show up in Columbus instead of getting blown out.
0: Yeah. Um, I was
1: surprised that uh, when I tuned in, the Illinois State quarterback, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but he was uh, the Gophers quarterback originally. P.J. Fleck had him over Tanner Morgan. Uh,
0: Annexed. instead
1: Yeah, Annex did. Oh. He was a walk-on true freshman, and Fleck was going with him. And then he had some injuries, derail it, and lightning kind of struck Tanner Morgan in the ass, and the rest is history.
0: <laughs> yeah. Tanner Morgan, another six-year quarterback. What is that, three six-year quarterbacks in conference, at least? Morgan, Clifford, and uh, Aiden O'Connell.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) All right.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, I was going to say, I didn't get to see too much of the Wisconsin game. um, But, yeah, Braylon Allen, uh, yeah, that was that 96-yard touchdown. That will definitely put it on. I mean, he had a 10-point – 10.6 10.6 average uh, yards per carry. So that's pretty good. And he had the two touchdowns. Um, I mean, yeah. he's, he's as good as advertised. Mertz is, mm-hmm. the you know, it's still out. You know, he can do 14 for 16. He was 14 for 16, you know, against uh, FCS school. But when it comes down to bigger competition, what, what's Mertz going to do? I mean, he's in his, what, third year now? So mm-hmm. he's got
1: yeah. to show improvement. Hopefully one of these games before Ohio State, they kinda of open up the playbook and let's kind of see if he's gotten better from the last two years.
0: Yeah, I mean they probably chose to be vanilla in the yeah in the first game. You don't have to show much against Illinois State.
1: Yeah. You you had him at home. It was just kind of going through the motions like they never seemed to, you know, really put up huge numbers on teams like the way alabama does and the way ohio state does when they're playing cupcakes we usually just kind of stay really conservative you know so one by five touchdowns but yeah our defense our defense is gonna hold illinois state to zero points pretty much we probably could have played 20 quarters and they still would have scored (laughs)
0: yeah yeah i don't think illinois state i mean i don't know much about them but i i don't think they're one of they're not one of the fcs teams that you hear about all the time no. like is one of the top fcs teams um we'll get to one of the top fcs teams and i'll hear in a little bit we'll talk about them but um yeah so anything else on wisconsin or
1: no but basically they are who we thought they were so far
0: okay all right All right, well, let's look around the rest of the conference at a few other games. Uh, We'll start with the uh, big one in Columbus on Saturday night. Uh, Ohio State 21, Notre Dame 10. Uh, The Buckeyes, they struggled for a lot of the game, surprisingly. Um, A lot of people, you and I both thought that, you know, they would go in and walk through Notre Dame. I didn't think Notre Dame was as good as their ranking, and that's another story I don't like you know, that I don't like, uh, preseason rankings to begin with.
1: Yeah. Um, they didn't, uh, struggle if you ask Kirk Herbstreit.
0: Oh, <laughs> what did he yeah, say?
1: Oh, uh, just the whole game. They could, if they just snapped the ball successfully, he was having a heart attack up in the booth, just couldn't stop <laughs> bragging about it. And the whole time it was terrible.
0: Uh, I mean, I was tuning in and out a little bit between that game and, uh, uh, what else was I would say? Um, Utah Florida game, so I didn't hear everything that herb street was saying, and you know I I mostly watched towards the end of the game when they started to get their you know number about or get their footing around themselves, Uh, but they grounded out a win, I mean last year. The trenches were a problem for Ohio State and it looked like this uh, last night, at least they uh, you know played really well on the on both sides of the of the line so. I mean, yeah. it's something they wouldn't have been able to do last year, I don't think.
1: I think the Notre Dame defense is better than we would have expected. And the Notre Dame offense is a little worse than you'd expect. But for at least, I'd say, the first two and a half, three quarters, the Notre Dame defense looked pretty strong.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they just, I think they just maybe got tired at the end. They couldn't, you know. Ohio State finally just wore him down um, yeah. the, the line. So, I mean, but Stroud had a pretty good game. He was 24 for 34, 223, two touchdowns, no turnovers. I mean, it's pretty good. It's not Heisman like yet, but no. I mean, it there was were a...
1: probably, there were a couple passes too where, uh, I mean, if he would have thrown a little better ball, there probably would have been touchdowns.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, he was, he was, they seemed off for a time, you know part of the time yeah, i think
1: without smith and jig but they're having a little bit of issues with personnel
0: for sure for sure um he was gone for most of the night did they ever say what that injury
1: was uh not when i was listening i never heard okay. it looked like i don't know something that's maybe i'm not sure
0: okay yeah well i mean i'm sure they hope to get him back pretty quickly um he's pretty important yeah but uh no, I well, mean
1: they—they they have probably six more five stars on the bench behind <laughs> them. That's—that's <so. laughs>
0: that's true. I mean, it's not like they're—they're they're not loaded or anything, right? Um, but yeah, I—it's it was a—it was surprising to see. I, you know, I just expected Ohio. I thought Notre Dame was not worthy of a five ranking to start the season, and then they held their own for three quarters or so, um, yeah. and, and just fell apart. Um, Ohio state took over. The thing is with Ohio state, they didn't even need to win that game and they could have still were in the table and ended up in the college football playoff. And now like that had to be, a, you know, Notre Dame looking at their future schedule. I mean, they're still alive obviously, but they're, you know, you're going to have to run the table now. Um, and I don't know exactly. I'd have to look at their schedule for sure to see what other big marquee wins they could pick up. And they play ACC schools, you know, like four or five of them.
1: Um, Yeah, I'm guessing USC is on there.
0: Yeah, USC is definitely
1: on there. Um, Yeah, they got North Carolina on there, Stanford. Yeah, they do play Clemson. Okay. So yeah, Clemson well, that and that will be their. their big games. Yeah, that
0: will be their. That'll be their next marquee game is is Clemson.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, although BYU could give them a little bit of a fight.
1: It is. And, and it is, is at kid. that.
0: That's a uh, neutral site game in, in Las Vegas. That oh, BYU right. Notre Dame game.
1: So. Yeah. And well. B- BYU fans in Las Vegas. I can't see that working out. <laughs>
0: uh yeah I don't uh I, we're getting too far in the weeds, I think with Notre Dame. this is a big ten football podcast, and they have decided not to join our conference yet, so uh <laughs>
1: yeah, this is a key word but yeah, we can move on, yeah,
0: all right, well, there it is, Ohio State, we talked about them they're still you know the king of the conference for now for at least another week Good. um, all right, next uh from Friday night, Illinois and Indiana played in Bloomington, 23-20 final score with the Hoosiers coming up on top. And I thought the Hoosiers, uh, that was a surprising victory for them. They had lost nine uh, conference games going back to the last season. They lost all all their conference games last year. Uh, their last victory was against the Badgers in December of 2020 conference game. So yeah, I didn't, didn't think they would pull it out uh, they they needed every, every, practically every minute of the game. Uh, they scored on the last, uh, about the last 30 seconds of, of the game to uh, pull ahead of Illinois and uh, sealed it. So uh, it was kind of a back and forth battle and Illinois had their chances. Uh, they screwed up about mm, 10 minutes or so in the, um, about fo- 10 minutes or so left in the fourth quarter. Uh, they were up by one and they had a first and goal and they couldn't punch it in. Uh, Indiana had a goal line stand at, at the one. And and that, that's a, that was a killer right there. Um, come on, Bert. Uh, <laughs> come on, Bert. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they also had a uh, nearly 200, um, a 200 yard rusher and chase Brown but he turned it over the ball. T- uh, he put the ball on the ground twice. Um, so, I mean, they, just the mistakes there, they, they, they had their opportunities and they let it slip on by and neither team is that great
1: right now, yeah.
0: but like, that's a big yeah. win for Indiana because you, yeah. you just
1: didn't expect it. I thought Illinois would walk in that game by at least a touchdown, but yeah, uh... Indiana maybe slightly better than we thought. I was wondering if they're even going to win a conference game this year, but they already got that under their belt. Looking at their schedule, I mean, they'll, they'll actually win a few games, seeing at least probably five, five wins here. So not too bad. Bring up their schedule. Especially Nebraska. I mean, they play Nebraska October 1st. That could easily be a W.
0: Uh, that could be the end of Scott Frost's career. <laughs> <laughs> that's when the right that's the uh day that the uh um, oh, yeah. his buyout the buyout gets dropped in half. So uh yeah, that could be the last game of Scott Frost's career in uh Lincoln. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, Indiana's got Idaho, they should definitely beat them and Western Kentucky's pretty good. I don't know. It's a winnable I game though. Yeah, it's a winnable game. They lost it last no, did they win it last year? I can't remember now, um, but either way, uh, they they have some winnable games on their on their schedule. Cincinnati's not unbeatable like they were last year, um, no. so yeah, they uh, you know yeah, and they actually, got Maryland. They have a remember. better
1: better season than I would have thought. Yeah, prior they, to this week.
0: I mean, you don't want to take you don't want to make too many judgments in in week one, but uh, it's possible they could have a better season than what you know, originally thought. And it's a big win for them. Illinois is not the best. They probably weren't going to contend in the West, but for Indiana to get off that conference losing streak was big for them. So for sure. All right. Anything else on them? No. All right. All right. Moving on. Uh, got a couple more games to talk about. Uh, South Dakota and I, uh, South Dakota State. And Iowa. Oof.
1: <laughs> Oof. I didn't watch it, and I am so thankful that I did not watch it. Uh, I don't quite know if they realize they're playing football out there, but yeah, a field goal and two safeties. Yeah, but I don't. In South Dakota State, you can't be happy with that.
0: No. And as you know, South Dakota State is is one of those top FCS teams.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but Iowa the good for Iowa. Their defense looks as good as it was last year. Um their special teams is good, especially the punter. I mean, he constantly pinned them back deep, you know, and the and the and the special teams play to get them, you know, the down the ball down there. It, was, it I don't remember the exact uh, st- average starting field position for the Jackrabbits, but it was uh Definitely in, probably inside their own 20. Um So they they just couldn't get anything going for the most part. I think their only time they had the field goal, they had a short field because Iowa turned over the ball. Um But, yeah, that, that offense is just atrocious. I, I, I don't know what else to say about it. It is so bad.
1: <laughs> so yeah. bad. It doesn't make a lot of sense because they get basically the same caliber line than just about the Wisconsin does. Yeah. And they, they should be able to run on almost anyone. And I guess if you don't have any passing game, they just load the box, but still, it's pretty sad to score seven points, only three of it offensively.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know your your defense outscored you four to three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, and Petrus, Spencer Petrus, uh, just not a good quarterback.
1: I mean, (laughs) it's hard to. It is one game, so I guess we'll see. But yeah,
0: but it's the same thing they did last year. It's like they they survived somehow and got to the Big Ten championship game on atrocious offense. They caught up to them finally. Michigan destroyed them. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I don't I don't know if they're going to be able to do that again this year with Wisconsin and Minnesota and Purdue. You know, looking better. You know, yeah, it's just one game, but. They shouldn't have got rid of Charlie Jones, I'll tell you that. Well, they didn't get rid of him, but he transferred to Purdue. That was a great pickup because he was a star for Purdue against Penn State. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that transfer, it was, he, you know, the, the receivers um, not doing much. I think they were with, Iowa was without a couple of their players, though, so that might, you know, that might change some things. But they better make it quick. Uh, the change yeah. is quick because they got Iowa State coming in this week. You know, the rivalry game is always going to be big for them.
1: Yeah, I think they're going to lose that game. I previously thought they're going to win it, but I don't know how you follow up that performance with a win against the actual decent team. Yeah, they should get back on schedule after that with Nevada and Rutgers. But, uh, yeah, October 1st again, I have Michigan coming to Kinnick and. It could get ugly
0: if they don't find an offense. It's it's Brian Ferentz, and he's never going to be fired.
1: <laughs> well, it's the nepotism. Kirk, Kirk should be fired. So they should well, a package deal. Get rid of both of those guys.
0: <laughs> I don't think Kirk is ever going to get fired. He's going to have to step down.
1: Yeah, which is probably a good thing for us because Iowa with the actual decent coaching staff could be kind of scary.
0: Yeah. Maybe. Uh, but, I mean, it's worked for them for so long. Like, they're consistently, you know, 9-10 win seasons. And they'll probably end up winning 9-10 this year. Because, just because, you know, we're talking trash about them now. They're going to just prove prove us wrong and win these, like, 10-3 games and stuff like that. Uh, but... Yeah. I
1: mean, I'm looking at their schedule, yeah. Oh, I only see maybe four losses.
0: Yeah, I mean, Ohio State, Michigan are losses. Let's call it that. Uh, Iowa State. Iowa State might be a loss.
1: Yeah, and then you have Wisconsin and Minnesota. They'll they'll win at least one of those games.
0: Yeah, I mean, probably another eight, nine wins in Iowa City. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know.
1: I just don't know how uh, USC... And UCLA watched that game and were like, yeah, we want to be a part of this.
0: <laughs> well, you, UCLA was playing in like 115 degree weather, so maybe they wouldn't mind going north for a few games. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's it for the Hawkeyes. Uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll be talking more about their game next week with the Cyclones. Um, they got to find an offense. Simple as that. I don't know how they're going to find an offense. Still going to be Brian Ferentz, but they got to find an offense somehow. Uh, All right. Well, that brings us to the last game we should talk about. Uh, I mean, we don't need to talk much about it, but uh, Rutgers-Boston College, an old Big East matchup. Uh, Rutgers 22, Boston College 21. The the Scarlet Knights. Wins the win. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Win's a win and it's funny because i texted you during the game i was like uh so ruckers had a first and goal at the 10 and they ended up doing a fourth and goal and putting the ball from like the 42 yard line <laughs> that was totally ruckers
1: um, yeah that's ruckers football
0: <laughs> but i mean it's a big win for Rutgers because looking at their schedule they had to have. They have to go undefeated in non-conference uh, play to have any hope of, of getting to to a bowl game. Uh, th- that six win is absolutely, you know, it's a must. I mean, you're not going to get luck luck out like they did last year with the COVID problem, So they got to be substituted in for a bowl game. That's not going to happen this year. Um, yeah. so they had to win that game. I think they have Wagner coming up this week, so they should win that one and then they have temple temple okay. yeah. yeah so that i mean they should start three and yeah um so but the boston college was definitely their toughest of their of their three non-conference games um but yeah i mean you look at their schedule you know they're not, not going to beat ohio state they're not going to be michigan they're not probably going to beat michigan state or penn state but they have maryland indiana so you know, toss up games they can win. Minnesota will be tough for them, especially on the road. They get Nebraska at home. Who knows what's going to happen with Nebraska at that point. Yeah, That's that, after the... Be
1: the week after.
0: Yeah. Who knows? And then, uh, Iowa. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they start out three and zero. anything's possible. They could get another three wins. I think Shiano is building the program. It's just very difficult for them to compete. It's not the big East.
1: Yeah, they're never gonna be uh, Ray Rice's Rutgers.
0: No, no. Um,
1: it's they're it, going it, against it, grown men, now, not punching women. So. <laughs> ooh,
0: ooh. You throw me off here, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's um, it's always gonna be tough for Rutgers in the Big Ten East. They just it, uh so to get to. Th- their 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 goal should always just to be a bowl game right now, and so they're off to a good start. I mean, yeah, Boston College isn't that good, but it's the it's a solid win for them over an ACC school.
1: So yeah, they don't have the hopes like our two schools or anything like that. They just gotta hope to get to a bowl game.
0: Yeah, it, them and Maryland are in the same boat. So. Um. All right. Well, those are the big ones that we want to talk about. We can talk more about um. Talk more about the other games when we talk about power rankings. All right. So let's talk week two power rankings. Uh, we'll start at the bottom. Uh, this is based off of my power rankings from last week on my uh, Saturday Blitz article. Uh, bottom, not changing at all. Nebraska, number fourteen. What do you think?
1: Yeah, they got a win against some no-name teams, so can't really be too impressed with that.
0: Yeah, I mean it was North Dakota, and uh, they won thirty-eight seventeen. Well, they actually were in late into the third quarter, tied seventeen apiece. So, yeah, they struggled with the FCS yeah. team. I mean,
1: yeah, they're tied seven seven and a half.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't get a chance to watch any of it, so I, I can't say, you know, everything about it, but yeah. Mm. Just not impressed. Not impressed. I mean, they had to go out there and destroy that team, and they didn't. They just kind of went through the motions, it seemed, again. Yeah, um, they have no
1: passing game. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Eventually, they were able to wear them down running it, but just no passing game, just not not going to work in the once they get into the meat of the Big Ten schedule.
0: Yeah, no. So I think they belong at the bottom as of now. Um, Also, not moving up, uh, Indiana at thirteen.
1: Yeah, they got to win.
0: Yeah, I know, but like, where am I gonna like put them?
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Bert, Bert's going down to thirteen in my list. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I get it. I get it. I don't know. I just, yeah, it was a good win for them. And I, yeah, you should. I, maybe I should rank them ahead because they just beat Illinois. But I don't know. Got to see a little yeah. bit more out of them. I think. I mean,
1: the bottom's the bottom. It really doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> it's true. Same with. So there you go. At Rutgers. Rutgers at twelve. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they got to win, but how good are they? Don't know mm-hmm. right now. Um, so, yeah, I flipped Illinois Northwestern this week. So, Illinois is down a spot uh, to 11 because they lost. Northwestern didn't play. They were the only Big Ten team not to play. They benefit and move up a spot. Maybe they're better than we know. I don't know. They beat Nebraska. The, who knows? I don't know. Uh, let me bring up their schedule. Um Northwestern. who do they got this week oh duke it's duke um so i don't know how good the blue devils are yet i don't even know uh, if i didn't see them play this week did they play uh, well, i'm not sure yeah either way we'll find out how good northwestern is in the next couple few weeks
1: uh they beat temple 30 to nothing on friday ah
0: okay that's why i didn't see it um Okay, and then I moved Purdue down a spot to number nine. Uh, they lost, so they, they moved down. So I flipped them and Maryland Maryland moves up one. Yeah, yeah
1: for seems fair for the like current power rankings, but Purdue is still better than Maryland in the long run, I think. Probably, yeah.
0: I mean, Maryland beat Buffalo, uh, but Buffalo is probably not that good of a team. No. Uh, but, you know... And then Iowa, <clears throat> they won, but I punished them. And number seven, they dropped yeah. down two spots. That offense is just terrible. I mean, I don't know what yeah, else to say.
1: If you can't score more than seven, you shouldn't be ranked higher than seven. That seems fair.
0: <laughs> well, seven as in uh, two t- safeties and a field goal. Yeah. Oof. Um, so Minnesota moves up a spot they beat new mexico state on friday thursday night on thursday say, night. Yeah. um they shut them out 38 nothing um beating jerry old kill. Uh, jerry kill <laughs> yeah
1: guy uh, probably shouldn't be coaching but more power to him i guess yeah.
0: yeah well new mexico state's not a great team but um seemed like uh minnesota took it to them Probably kind of similar aspect uh, you know, to Wisconsin game. They probably could just walk through it and didn't have to do much.
1: Yeah, they had a little more personal vendetta, so they were trying to do a little bit more and didn't quite pull it off, but yeah. Mm. So I think six is fair.
0: You think they really wanted to stick at the Jerry
1: Kill? Yeah, he was, uh, I mean, living in Minnesota, I hear about it. I'm not a gopher guy, but uh, yeah, I guess he was talking some smack about P.J. Fleck in the program. Mm. So they had a little personal beef going on. Gotcha.
0: Well, I, I just saw afterwards they did shake hands and like hug, so I don't know. Maybe they kissed him made up.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, P.J. Fleck's the fakest guy in the NCAA, so wouldn't be surprised for him to act like nothing was going on.
0: Is that your Wisconsin bias or is that accurate? Both. <laughs> had to ask. Had to ask. All right. Uh, I moved up uh, Penn State into the top five. They got a win. So a tough road win and Big Ten play. Moved them up one. And then I kept the top four the same. Ohio State or Wisconsin four, Michigan State three. Michigan State got a win over Western Michigan. They kind of struggled for a little bit. Western Michigan had them uh, – was within a score later in the game, uh, but then Michigan State kind of took control and pulled away. Um,
1: yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. Michigan State, I don't think they're going to be quite what people think they're going to be. I saw their uh, top running back. This is the old guy that got kicked off the Badgers, Jalen Berger. And he oh. is not even going to be close to Kenneth Walker. So. If that's their best guy that they're trying out there every week, they're gonna have some issues later on.
0: He did have 120 yards and a touchdown. But yeah, he's not walking yeah,
1: he's against directional mission. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um PJ Flex former team.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh but yeah, no, he's um yeah, he's no Kenneth Walker. I mean, that guy every time he touched the ball, he could break it so Mm -hmm. uh they're not gonna be as good i i agree with you i think overall they they might take a step back um and not make a near six bowl game this season but still be eight could could win eight nine wins
1: yeah and being third rank not a problem like i wouldn't drop them until they do lose but they're gonna lose some games for sure yeah yeah then number
0: two i michigan right there um I mean, what can I, what can you learn from Michigan? They, they beat an overmatched Colorado State team 51 7. I mean, I, the two quarterbacks that Jim Harbaugh is using, that's kind of weird. Um, I, <laughs> uh, he, he said he was going to decide by week three who they're going to, you know, who's going to be the full time starter, but I don't, I mean, I don't know.
1: McDonald's. Yeah. The- yeah, I think they probably have to go with McNamara, but I guess we'll see.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: If you have two quarterbacks, you really have zero quarterbacks.
0: That's the saying, right? <laughs> um, but Corum, he he had you know he had a decent day, but not he didn't top a hundred yards. But overall, they had three backs get over fifty, you know, and and find the end zone. So they're gonna rely on that run game. Uh, more so than the, than their quarterback play just like last year. And, and and their defense, you know, will come along. They lost a lot of guys on defense, but, you know, Michigan's not yeah. going to be challenged. What's their schedule? Now? They got Hawaii and uh Yukon. Yeah, UConn, Maryland. No. No. They won't be challenged until um freaking up their schedule now. Uh
1: did you go to Iowa on the first. Yeah, but, but now now, now, we second, yeah, now we have second
0: yeah, now we have second thoughts about Iowa. Uh they might not be challenged until they host Penn State in mid October.
1: Yeah, and they are kind of fortunate. Penn State and Michigan State both home games. Yeah. So yeah, I mean they they could be undefeated until their last game of the season against Ohio State, possibly.
0: They could be they could be and that would be for probably all the marbles in the big 10 east. Yeah, Unfortunately
1: lose by four touchdowns.
0: Oh, <laughs> Ohio State's had that game circled since the end of the yeah, last of yeah. uh, the last game. Uh, for sure. So, Ed, I Michigan last year, you know, they won at home. Yeah, good for them. They finally got off, you know, the streak. Uh mm. and broke that streak against Ohio State, but I highly doubt they go into Columbus and beat them this year.
1: Yeah they might have broke the losing streak but they're never going to turn it into a winning streak.
0: Oh yeah, no. No, well though Ohio State will just start another winning streak. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 then yeah, and then the top off the power rankings is Ohio State. Can't can't drop them. I mean, yeah, they didn't like if you want to say best team, if you're looking at power rankings and best team this week, Ohio State probably wasn't that team, but they beat a pretty good Notre Dame team maybe. Um, yeah, if you
1: look at all fourteen teams here, they had the hardest game.
0: Yeah, yeah, but maybe they didn't. They didn't look the best, maybe. But yeah,
1: but I mean, yeah. I think Notre Dame probably beats at least you know 11, 12 of these teams here.
0: In the power rankings, you mean?
1: Yeah, they're not bad. They, their defense is pretty good. Their offense, I mean, didn't look great, but also is going against Ohio State defense, so it's tough to tell.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah, I'm not gonna drop them. I mean, as long as they yeah. keep winning, they're gonna be number one in the conference. I mean, they're they're a step above everybody else yeah. until it's proven otherwise. So. So, any qualms with that list? Are you? Looks no. good. Scott
1: okay. Illinois and Indiana, and we're golden
0: swap Illinois and Indiana okay it's got to move Burt down the number 13
1: yeah <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> all right well our last segment talking the big news on Friday the expanded college football playoff it finally got approved uh they want to implement it by 2026 but it could be as early as 2024. I did see over the weekend the uh, SEC commissioner Greg Greg Sankey. Uh, kind of threw some you know cold water on that idea, saying that he doesn't, there's too much to get done basically. If before 2024, but we'll see
1: if the people in charge are lazy and don't want to do anything, then yeah, there's too much to get done. But mm. the sooner the better,
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, the format is the original format that the working committee had come up with beforehand 12 teams, six highest ranked champions. Six highest ranked at large teams, The top four teams receive a bye, and the first round, which is what I'm most excited about the first round will be played at campus sites um, or other sites designated by the higher seed, which I really hope big 10 teams decide to do campus sites because I think it would be awesome to have December playoff games in the North. Um,
1: yeah, they, that does kind of suck, though, for the top four teams there. They don't get to bring a game into their campus.
0: Yeah, I think the sweet spot is the five to eight. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, so you get a five. Say you're the five seed, you're playing the 12 seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you get a chance to really put a stomping on a team right on your own campus. That'd be great.
0: Uh, I mean, I saw both, you know, reactions to it, a lot of people happy, but a lot of people saying, Oh, it's going to be, as you said, you could have a lot more stompings, more, uh, blowouts, but, and a lot of the same teams will end up winning it anyway, but I don't know. I, I just think it opens up the possibility. It's not going to be March madness or anything where there's crazy upsets and everything, but, um, yeah. I, I, I like it because there's just more access, more access yeah, to yeah. teams. I mean, there's going to be the, the the group of five as it stands now is always going to have somebody in there now. Um, so it's good for them. And, uh, you know, it's just going to be more, there's going to be more teams. I mean, it's not it's not going to be completely SEC dominated or completely Big Ten dominated or whatever. There's going to be a he- healthy mixture, I think, every year.
1: Yeah, you get you get more football games at the end of the year that matter, which equals more players actually playing them. So I think it's a good thing.
0: Yeah. No, for real. It makes it makes the regular season more important because teams are going to be like, well, I'm probably not going to make the conference championship game, but at least maybe I can get one of those at large spots. Yeah,
1: if you, you know? lose a game here or there, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Right now, if you lose a game and you're not in the SEC – or maybe Ohio state then you're probably not getting into the college football playoffs. No. Ex- yeah,
0: exactly. Um, I don't think there hasn't been a two loss team in the playoff yet. Yeah. So yeah. Um, now there will be, I, I there will be two loss teams. And I think a two loss team is especially a two loss champion uh, is deserving of being in, you know, college football playoff and i say that with bias in mind a 2016 penn state team uh but i i do think there are some good two lost champions out there that might have lost earlier in the year you know and didn't get everything going right away but then was playing they were playing their best ball at the end of the season and they deserve to be in a you know deserve a chance at least that's all i'm asking for
1: i'd like to go back and you know just see what the matchups would have been you know last year the year before i think they have that uh, out
0: i think they did that when the, when the when the playoff was first announced as possibly expanding and uh over the summer or over last i guess it's been last summer right 2021 yeah 2021 yeah. summer i think they did they went back and looked. there's you can
1: google it <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll look it up but there's probably some really interesting games that would have been nice to see
0: yeah no there would have been um uh, but i think it's good for the sport overall um you know, and that <clears throat> I don't know if it's gonna like uh, change the calculus of Notre Dame possibly getting in the Big Ten. You know, we have UCLA and USC coming, but there's been a lot of talk about Notre Dame and then expanding more in the Pac-12, taking more Pac-12 teams, or uh, maybe even taking some ACC teams, which I don't think is gonna happen unless they get rid of those, you know, that grant rights. Um, legally, the ACC is kind of locked in. But um, I, I don't know if it changes the calculus for Notre Dame because Notre Dame will have to um, – they have access now. They don't – I mean, without a – they don't have to be a champion, but at-large team, and it's probably better to be a uh, be one of those five to eight seeds than hosting a college football playoff game at your campus site. Yeah,
1: it will be interesting in how that plays out. So
0: I think that's all they. That's one of the things they were looking for. Is you know, uh, was access. As long as they continue to have access, do they really need to get into a conference? Probably not. So, I don't know. Anything else on the on the new playoff or? You...
1: No, I'm just I'm ready for it okay. as soon as possible.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't think we're gonna get it be 20 be, before 2024 though. Well, 2024 is when. UCLA and USC joined the conf- uh, big 10 and then Texas and Oklahoma might join sooner. I think they're right now scheduled for 2025 or maybe even 2026. It was something late because they had the uh, big 12 rights were extended out further. So, um, who knows a lot of, a lot of things will happen. I don't think anything is going to happen more on the expansion front in, in the season. If anything else it, it you know will come come in the off season yeah. uh, but and we'll probably hear more about the playoff you know more in the off season. but it is nice they finally you know got it done. all the big talk you know big big heads big shots in the room finally
1: actually did something right I think yeah definitely going in the right direction yep
0: all right well that's our episode for this evening. Uh, we'll catch you next week when we have a good slate of week two games on the, on the, on the schedule. So, uh, Corey, thanks for joining tonight. Yeah. Thank you. And we'll talk to you guys next week.